Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Friday, September 9th. Our First Companions. Today's scripture reading is found in Genesis chapter 2, verses 18 through 20 from the Message Translation, which reads, God said, It is not good for the human to be alone. I'll make him a helper, a companion. So God formed from the dirt of the ground all the animals of the field and all the birds of the air. He brought them to the human to see what he would name them. Whatever the human called each living creature, that was its name. The human named the cattle, named the birds of the air, named the wild animals. But he didn't find a suitable companion. This is God's Word. Animals, birds, our first companions. We rush past this a bit too quickly, I think, in our haste to get to the completion of the human species with the creation of woman, the suitable companion. How about we try not rushing through this? Release that forward and fast-forward button and settle here for a moment. Because evidently, that's exactly what the human did. One of the defining characteristics of this second creation story in Genesis is how, unlike the first one, there's a certain timelessness here. And of course, there needs to be. Just how long would it take God to make and take all the animals and birds to the humans so he could experience each one and then from that experience, named them. Not exactly something we do for a few hours during an afternoon or in the early morning. Sure, we can go through a zoo in that time, but this is more like building an entire animal preserve as all the species are gathered and cataloged by one human. It's hardly a stretch to think months, or indeed, years. Yes, the upshot was the human desperately needed more in the way of companionship than any number or combination of beasts and birds, despite what you dog lovers and cat lovers might think. But let's hold on and just relish the fact that animals and birds were in fact created in the first place, not as a resource or a consumable, but as companions. To be garden people is to have a new lens through which to view everything, including wildlife, the world of beasts and birds. The righteous man regards the life of his beast, but the tender mercies of the wicked are cruel, intones ancient Hebrew sage. Which means we break for squirrels. And like Francis, we might even be found preaching to the birds. As the story goes, Francis and some companions were traveling through the Spoleto Valley in Italy, and and Francis noted a huge flock of birds had gathered in some trees alongside a field. Francis noticed that the birds were watching him as, as if they were expecting something. Prompted by the Spirit, he decided to preach a sermon about God's love for them. Francis walked over to a spot beside the trees and began an impromptu sermon 
reported the monks who were traveling with Francis and wrote down what Francis said. Their report was later published in the ancient book, The Little Flowers of St. Francis. My sweet little sisters, birds of the sky, Francis said, you are bound to heaven, to God, your creator. In every beat of your wings and every note of your songs, praise him. He has given you the greatest of gifts, the freedom of the air. You neither sow nor reap, yet God provides for you the most delicious food, rivers and lakes to quench your thirst, mountains and valleys for your home, tall trees to build your nests, and the most beautiful clothing, a change of feathers with every season. You and your kind were preserved in Noah's Ark. Clearly, our Creator loves you dearly since he gives you gifts so abundantly. So please beware, my little sisters, of the sin of ingratitude and always sing praise to God. The monks who recorded Francis' sermon to the birds wrote that the birds listened intently to everything Francis had to say. While Francis said these words, all those birds began to open their beaks and stretch out their necks and spread their wings and bend their heads reverently towards the earth. And with acts and songs, they showed that the Holy Father, Francis, gave them great pleasure. Francis rejoiced at the birds' response. And the monks wrote, and wonder much at such a multitude of birds and at their beauty and at their attention and tameness, and he devoutly thanked God for them. The birds remained attentively gathered around Francis, the story goes, until he blessed them and they flew away, some heading north, some south, some east, some west, going out in all directions as if on their way to pass along the good news of God's love that they had just heard to other creatures. Now, when Jesus said, consider the ravens, perhaps he didn't mean preaching to them as Francis did. But perhaps don't knock it until you've tried it. The real point here is right back with that connectedness with all things, is it not? A reverence and respect for life in all of its forms, especially for life uniquely bearing the image of God within the human frame. Just don't forget the animals or the birds. Step outside, wait for some to show, watch, listen, pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer. When have you experienced significant communion with animals and birds or is this just a bit too hokey rather than holy for you? How might it impact the world at large if we saw the animal kingdom through a lens of greater connectedness rather than merely viewing them as an expendable resource or as the main entree in your next meal? How might this, in fact, impact our view and treatment of the people around us? along with the rest of creation. Now, 
Let's once again sit alongside Foliat S. Pierpoint as he sat on a hilltop outside his native city of Bath, England in the spring of 1863, admiring the country view and the winding river. And then let's join him in the rest of his song. Now, you might be asking, why all the singing this week? And I just ask you, look at what's the center of our volume of Scripture, the Psalms, and look at how many of them are evoking praise as we're surrounded by creation. Singing is the natural expression, just like the birds, of our exposure to creation. And so unabashedly I sing, and maybe you just need to step outside under the stars or under the shining sun and the passing clouds and allow your soul to be evoked in song. For the joy of human love, brother, sister, parent, child, friends on earth and friends above, for all gentle thoughts and mild, Christ our Lord to thee we raise, this our hymn of grateful praise. For yourself, best gift divine, to the world so freely given, agent of God's grand design, peace on earth and joy in heaven. Christ our Lord, to thee we raise this our hymn of grateful praise. Lord, open my eyes to see the Gan Edan, garden, Eden, all around me, with all of its creatures, great and small. Remind me that you see each sparrow that falls, even as you feed all the birds and beasts here below. Connect me more deeply with this reality in this your dwelling place as you fill us with a wild joy that spills over every vessel of the human experience, flowing back into the earth, giving birth to the endless unfolding of your creation. Amen.